Welcome to Linda's Life Lessons Podcast. As a teaching professor, my students often tell me that their favorite part of class was when I chatted with them in what they called Linda's Life Lessons. I would take five or 10 minutes at some point in class, not every day, and chat about things that had come up, maybe in one-on-one meetings with students in my office or a question asked in class. There's pretty much nothing out of bounds. We talk about it. In these podcasts, I share tips for students and parents, helpful guidance through the college years, and a few stories along the way. We chat about situations students have found themselves in and how we navigated it. Along the way, we talk about some do's and don'ts for parents, too. Okay, let's get started. Welcome to Linda's Life Lessons Podcast. In this episode, we chat about stress and anxiety and dealing with some of the challenges of being a student and life in general. In the years that I've been teaching, I've noticed an ever-increasing level of anxiety in my students. I have some theories about why that is, but that's a conversation for a different day. Today, let's talk about a few ways to handle it and manage it. I know that as a student who is juggling four or five classes each semester, it probably seems as though your professors conspire to have all of the exams the same week and all of the projects due at the same time. I promise you, we do not. But I totally get why it feels that way, because most of your exams do, in fact, happen in the same week. Want to know why that happens? Well, each semester is about 14 weeks long. Professors typically divide the semester up. I usually divide it into quarters, with exams or projects due at the end of each quarter. This allows for a midterm assessment along with a final assessment. Some professors might divide the semester into thirds. There's no one set rule. So let's say four of your five professors have divided the semester up into quarters. That means it's entirely possible that you will have four exams or projects due in the same week. Yikes! Here's hoping you have a good study system, a solid learning plan in place. Podcast episodes 105 through 108 can help you with that if you need some guidance. I've got you. As a reminder, a solid learning plan does indeed help to reduce your stress and anxiety levels. So let's assume that you've got the study and learning stuff down, but your anxiety is still really high. I know this tends to be the case because my students tell me about it. They're stressed about friends finances, all the different decisions they must make, being away from their families, juggling so many competing interests. The list goes on and on. Yikes. It's a lot. I've found a few things that really help me when I'm feeling anxious and stressed. I'm not trained in this stuff, but I've learned from the scientists and the doctors who are trained in this, and I do the things I do because it works. Let's start with a simple breathing exercise. There are many variations of this, but it's basically a slow inhale, a hold, and a slower exhale. So you inhale slowly through your nose while you count to four, hold for a count of five, and exhale slowly through your mouth like you are breathing through a straw while you count to six. It's a four, five, six breathing pattern. So I'm going to demonstrate it. Inhale, counting four. Hold for five. Exhale slowly through my mouth while I'm counting to six. 
not the easiest thing to do while I'm talking, but you get the idea. You will do this five times. When you do this, your body instantly calms down because this breathwork signals your brain and your nervous system that everything is okay. You've probably heard about the flight or fight impulse. When your body is in fight or flight mode, your anxiety and stress are ratcheted up about something, like you're being chased by a saber-toothed tiger. Something has triggered you, your version of the tiger, and you are stressed. Taking a minute to do the breathing I just taught you reassures your body that everything is okay. So everything settles down and your cortisol levels drop. Cortisol is a stress hormone. We want lower levels of it in our body for optimal health. If you think about it, it makes sense. If you were really being chased by a tiger, would you have time to stop and breathe? Four, five, six? No way! So just this breath work is a huge stress reliever. Try it. What do you have to lose? It's super easy. Okay, so the breath work helps settle your brain and nervous system down. But did it do anything to change the things that are stressing you out? No, not really. But so much of life is mindset. We'll talk more about that on another day, but let's start with this. Does thinking about the thing that I'm fretting about change anything? Like, does thinking over and over and over and over and over again about how much I miss my family change anything? No, and believe me, I miss my family, just like you probably do when you're at school. My boys live far away. I only see them two or three times a year. It hurts my heart, if I'm being honest. But when I sit and think and think and think and think about how much I miss them, about how worried I might be about something they're going through, that doesn't change anything. It doesn't help anything. And I definitely don't feel better because I'm sitting there stewing and stressing about it. A better approach is to find something to do that does help. So I start with the breath work to reassure my body that things are okay, even if my mind has us all riled up. And then maybe I call my kids. I call my family. Sometimes I write them a letter, send them a text, maybe all of the above. And after I've done that, I'm a little less anxious about my family. And my heart says, thank you. So start by making a list of everything that stresses you out. And then for each item on the list, think of something very simple that you can do to make yourself feel better when you are full of anxiety about that thing. Going back to the earlier list, friends, feeling like you don't have friends, do the breath work, and then reach out to a new person that you met. Text them a funny meme or share a TikTok that you thought was funny. Feeling too distant from your old friends? Maybe do the things I suggested for reaching out to your family. Finances are a bit trickier, and I know you get stressed about it, okay? So what specifically about your finances is making you anxious? Students have shared a variety of things that I talked about in podcast episode 116. Let's revisit them in terms of trying to reduce stress. Feeling guilty about your parents' financial support? That they're paying for your college? Ask yourself why. If they're doing something to make you feel guilty, to make you feel anxious about it, try talking to them. Most parents want to do everything they possibly can to help their kids. If yours are helping you financially, it's because they value your education and the difference it can make in your life, and they have figured out a way to do it. 
So instead of feeling stressed and guilty about it, how about feeling flat out grateful? So every time you feel your anxiety simmering up about feeling guilty about your parents paying for your college, turn it around by repeating to yourself, I'm so grateful for the financial support I received from my family. You'll be amazed at how this changes things, for real. I talked about gratitude in episode 111, remember? If you're stressed about having to pay for everything yourself, what might you do to help calm yourself about this? Okay, do the breath work. Then sit down and have an honest look at your financial situation. How much do you have in your bank account? How much is coming in from your employment or other sources? And what are your monthly, weekly, and daily expenses? If you don't know, you've just discovered a big part of why you are so stressed and anxious. So what do you do now? Figure it out. What's coming in and what's going out? Reassure yourself that you have enough money, that you'll be okay. We'll talk about budgeting in an upcoming episode, so I've got you there. In the meantime, see where you are right this moment. I'm betting that you have enough for today. If you don't, it's time to make some changes, either in what's going out or what's coming in, or maybe both. We'll cover that when we work on our budgets. And if you want to, you can get an early start on the budgeting work right now, because the first thing I'm going to have you do is track your spending for one day, a week, and a month. Yep, 30 days of what you are spending. You will write down every single thing. This is a big part of putting together a proper budget. And all a budget is, is a plan, a a look at how you expect to be spending your money. That's all it is. It's not this big, scary thing, but we'll get into it a different day. But start today and you're going to be further along for next week's episode. What I'm trying to help you with here is, what I'm trying to get you to realize is that having all these things going through our minds over and over and over again just ratchets up our stress and anxiety and it doesn't do anything to help. In fact, it makes us feel worse. So let's change that habit. Every time you feel the stress ticking up, the anxiety ticking up, stop. Do the four, five, six breath work to settle down your nervous system and then do something productive to help calm down the anxiety. The other stress relieving tool I want to share with you is called tapping. It's a type of meditation that is sometimes referred to as EFT, emotional freedom technique. Tapping is used to help people manage physical pain, it's used for emotional distress. And it's used with people who suffer from PTSD, anxiety, stress. It's simple and it helps. I'll include some links to some tapping resources in the show notes. But if you Google tapping or EFT, you will find a YouTube video on pretty much any sort of tapping topic. In tapping, you identify your issue and the intensity you are feeling the issue at, say, anxiety from a range of one to 10. How high is your anxiety level? And then you set up the tapping session by constructing a phrase that explains what you're trying to address. I know this sounds really complicated. It's really not. Your phrase focuses on two goals, acknowledging the issues and accepting yourself despite the problem. So for anxiety, it would be something like, even though I have this anxiety about being away from my family, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. In this setup phrase, you focus on how the problem makes you feel so you can work to relieve the distress it's causing you. 
Please note, you can't fix someone else's problem with tapping. It has to be about you. So if you're worried about your friend who has a drinking problem, or maybe they have, a, have issues with their weight, you would phrase it, even though I'm worried about David and his drinking problem, I deeply and completely accept myself. Or even though I'm concerned about Rebecca and the weight she's been gaining, I deeply and completely accept myself. After you have your setup phrase, you do the EFT tapping sequence, which is methodic tapping on the ends of nine meridian points. Meridian points are energy hotspots that are thought of as areas of the body that energy flows through. Tapping helps you access your body's energy and send signals to the part of the brain that controls stress. So there are 12 major meridians that mirror each side of the body and correspond to an internal organ. EFT mainly focuses on nine of the major meridians, a karate chop, top of the head, eyebrow, side of the eye, under the eye, under the nose, under the mouth, you know, at your chin, at your collarbone, and under the arm. So in the first round, you tap and acknowledge the negative. In the second round of tapping, you're going to start to shift to a more positive message. All right, so should we try this? Come on, let's do this. So if we're doing tapping for anxiety about your exams, while you're tapping at the side of your hand at the karate chop point, you'll repeat, even though I have this anxiety about my life, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. So even though I have this anxiety about taking my exams, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. You would say this three times while you're tapping at the karate chop point on the side of your hand, and then you're going to tap through the other meridian points. So while you're tapping at your karate chop point, you could be saying, even though I can feel this anxiety in my body and it doesn't feel safe, I choose to know that I'm okay now and I deeply love and accept myself. Even though I can feel this anxiety in my body, there is anxiety in my stomach, my chest. I'm doing my best to remember that I'm okay right now and I can, ch- I can choose to accept myself and my body even with these feelings. Okay, so tapping through there, I'm just going to uh, do a little bit of this with you. So I'm tapping. I know you can't hear it or see it, but I'm tapping at the side of my hand. Even though I have all this anxiety in my body about my exams that are coming up, I deeply love and accept myself. Still tapping on the side of my hand. Even though I can feel this anxiety in my body, there's anxiety in my body, in my stomach, in my chest. I'm doing my best to remember that I'm okay right now and I can choose to accept myself and my body even with these feelings. I deeply love and accept myself. So now we move to tapping at the other points. So at the eyebrow, tapping. I just used a couple fingers above each eyebrow. This anxiety in my body. Now you move to the side of the eye and tap at the side of the eye. And you're just tapping gently. It's showing up in my stomach, under the eye. It's in the tightness of my chest, under the nose. It's in the rapid beating of my heart under my mouth, all these feelings in my stomach, now tapping at the collarbone. This anxiety is all over my body now, under my arms. It's hard to think about anything about how my body feels. Top of my head. What if something bad is happening? Eyebrow. I can't stop feeling this way. Side of the eye. No matter how hard I try, under the eye, the anxiety is just there, 
under the nose, these feelings of anxiety under the mouth. My body is being run by these feelings of anxiety. Collarbone, this anxiety, these feelings make me hurt. Under the arm, I'm not sure how to get relief. Top of the head, relief from these anxious feelings in my body. Now we're going to do one last round. Eyebrow, releasing myself from the tight grip of anxiety. Side of the eye, choosing now to feel it become lighter. Under the eye, it's safe to feel my body becoming more at ease. Under the nose, letting that easy feeling come into all parts of my body. Under the mouth, letting my body feel the calm coming in. Collarbone, it's okay for my body to feel more calm. Under the arm, learning to enjoy the calm in my body. Top of the head, feeling safe, feeling calm, feeling better. And now you can gently stop tapping and take in a deep breath and calm yourself. And I didn't note, before you start tapping, you should take a couple of calming, centering breaths as well. It's a little odd doing the tapping without somebody here with me. So that's an example of how simple tapping can be. Yes, it does feel a bit silly the first few times you do it because you're tapping like under your arms and on the top of your head, kind of feel like a monkey or something like that. But the benefits from doing it far outweigh any foolish feelings you might have. So just give it a try. I tap every night before I go to bed and I tap up throughout the day whenever I start to feel tense and anxious. I just do a quick tapping session. There's a great tapping app that I use. So I always have it with me on my phone. It's called The Tapping Solution. The Tapping Solution. It's fantastic. Give it a try. The Tapping Solution is actually a family business run by siblings, Nick, Jessica, and Alex Ortner. Nick has been on many shows like The Today Show where he demonstrates tapping and talks about all of the benefits of tapping. Seriously, give tapping a try. As an aside, my grandson had a very traumatic arrival when he was born. He didn't breathe for about the first 10 minutes of his life, so he was sedated and chilled down for four days to keep his brain from swelling because of the lack of oxygen. He's now two years old and doing great, so that treatment worked. But a therapist recommended that his parents tap with him, do EFT with a two-year-old, because he suffers from PTSD after what happened, after what he went through at birth and after birth, and that tapping will help him heal. Isn't that so cool? I mean, no drugs, no medication, just tap. Tapping helps you heal. So tapping is simple, easy to do, and it can't hurt you. What do you have to lose? So now I've taught you a couple of my best tips for managing stress and anxiety. I really hope you consider giving them a try. I've seen them help me, and I've seen them help my students. I'm currently teaching business communications. My students do a number of oral presentations in front of the class, and so many of them have anxiety about oral presentations. They just, ugh, they hate it. I mean, I I would hear them say on their way up to the front of the classroom, this is going to suck. I'm terrible at presentations and I'm, this is terrible. You know, so they had so much anxiety about it that I felt I really needed to give them some tools to help. So I teach them about breath work in class and I even do a quick tapping session with them. So I've seen up close and personal how this can help people. I hope, oh, ho, 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 how I hope that this helps you too. I hope that this chat about managing stress and anxiety has been helpful. If you found value in this episode, would you please share it with your friends? 
I would love it if you took a moment to subscribe to the Linda's Life Lessons podcast. I love to hear from you, so take a moment to write a review. Connect with me on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to find your happy. Love what you do and make a difference. See you next week. When I'm teaching, I end the week of classes with this message that I will now leave with you, my friend. Have a lovely, fantastic, and fun weekend, and please come back to me safely. See you next time.